Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the Associate Pastor at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to welcome you today to our podcast. I believe that this message is going to strengthen you and encourage your life. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit and listen to what He has for you today. Enjoy our podcast. Praise God. We are so thrilled that you are joining us today. Praise God. And I know God's got something for you. And uh, so we're going to share today. Let me just say this, that uh, yesterday we kind of brought to a close our, our Mad Love Week at Word of Life. However, you know, in all reality, every week ought to be Mad Love Week. Praise God. Praise God. Why? Because God is madly in love with you, not just this week. Praise God. Not just this week, last week, next week, and one after that, and on and on. Praise God. He is madly in love with you, and He wants good things for your life. Praise God. Praise God. And as, as uh, you know, Pastor Jason asked that we would... Uh, um, have some ideas of some projects and things to do uh, that would demonstrate uh, the love of God. And uh, it wasn't about getting a donation. It wasn't about, uh, you know, raising some funds. You know, we need to do that sometimes too. But that's not what this was all about. And uh, Joe and Becky and I were downtown yesterday morning and uh, we were just, the, the, the farmer's market was going on down there, and we were just uh, uh, washing people's windows on their windshields on their cars. And, uh, and we would ask people, can we wash your windshield? And uh, a lot of people, no, no, no. And uh, they, they thought we were selling something. They thought, well, you know, so how much is this going to be? And we, had, and we had some other people that we would ask, can we wash your windshield? Well, let me see. And no, 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 no charge. Well, you're taking donations, right? No, 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 no donations. We're just doing this just because we want you to know that somebody loves you. And people found it so hard to believe that someone would do something just because someone loved them. And you know, as I, I just thought about that for the rest of the day, that just rolled over and over in my, in my mind, how difficult that was for people to just, uh, to, is this really happening? Is this real? You know, and actually we did this uh, a year ago, we did it out at the drive-in movie theater. And uh, as people were coming into the theater, we were washing their windshields so they could see the movie better. And uh, uh, the same thing there. They just couldn't believe somebody's doing this for free. But, you know, as I begin to think about it, it's the very same reason that people have trouble believing that Jesus did something for us for free. I mean, do you, do you, do you see that? The, the, the people can't, uh, can't really grasp with their mind. It takes a heart revelation to understand that Jesus actually did something for us 
for free. And for people to wrap their mind around that is just so difficult because, you know, to, to, to think that somebody paid for all my sins and they're not demanding something back from me. You know, even in church, and I'm sad to say, even in most churches, the thing is, Jesus did this for you. Now you are obligated to do something for him. Well, I'm just going to tell you, Jesus did this for you, but there is no obligation for you to do anything for him. Now, I serve the Lord, but I don't serve him because he demands that I serve him. I serve him because the love that he demonstrated towards me when he went to the cross and paid for all of my sins, that love compels me. That love compels me. I don't do anything because I have to. He has set me free. And here's what the scripture says, whom the son sets free is free indeed. I mean, he's saying whom the son sets free is really free. And I think the reason he emphasized it like that is because, you know, whom the son sets free is free. Yeah, yeah, really, really free. Really free. Not just sort of free. You know, I mean, I am really, truly, honestly, completely free, and I don't have to do anything for God. If I am now obligated to do something for him, then what he did for me wasn't really a gift. Do you, do you get that? Can you see that? If, if, what, if what he did for me now requires me to do something in return, then it was, you cannot call it a gift. If, if it demands something from me, then salvation is not a gift. But it is a gift. And because it's a gift, that means nothing is required or demanded from me. You see, there were some demands that the law placed upon us, but Jesus met all the demands. And therefore, I am free yeah, really, truly free indeed. Praise God. Now, when you start to grasp that and you start to understand that, oh, you'll become the best servant of the Lord you've ever been. Why will you do that? Not because he is demanding that you serve him, but because you can't help but serve him. You want to serve him. The, and people who don't serve the Lord, Christians who don't serve the Lord, have never really gotten a revelation of what he did for them. And if you don't want to serve the Lord, you need to take another look at what he did for you, not because it demands something, but the apostle Paul said the love of God restrains us. 
The love of God has taken a hold of us. It has gotten a hold of us and it's produced something on the inside of us. He is love and love gives. And because love now is on the inside of you, the love out of you compels you to give. Don't add, you know, this, this is why the Apostle Paul said, let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly, because when we, when, when we say, well, God's demanding this from you, we can't help but be, uh, have, have a begrudging attitude about it. God's demanding this from you. You begrudge that. Well, he says, as you purpose in your heart, not grudgingly, not of necessity. See, what you say, well, what's, what's the difference grudgingly and of, of necessity? Well, necessity is if I don't give, then God's not going to give to me. So I have to give. It's necessary that I give. You know, I, I think we can debunk that theory when we say that when we say this. If God will not give to you if you don't give to him, in other words, if his giving to you is is contingent upon you giving to him. First of all, he would have never given anything to anybody because you didn't have anything until he gave to you. <laughs> I mean, that's real. That is real simple. You didn't have anything. You know, when your children were born, you didn't demand that they give you something. They didn't even have anything. And as they begin to accumulate some things, all they had was what you gave them. So your children really, yeah, I mean, you open at, at Christmas time, you open a Christmas gift from a three-year-old. How did a three-year-old buy you a Christmas present? Three-year-old bought you a Christmas present because you gave them some money. Right? I mean, that's, that's how, we are, how we are with God. The only reason we have anything to put in that offering bucket is because he gave us something to put in there. It, you know, I mean, it's just so simple. And when, when the love of God constrains us, and I haven't even got to my notes yet. This is something just in, totally by the Spirit of God. But, but I want you to understand some things today that you cannot give God anything He didn't give you first. Amen. It's impossible. And you cannot serve God except that He gave you the energy and He gave you the, the knowledge to be able to do it. Praise God. Praise God. So why would a God who has everything, who actually gave us everything, and if he wanted it, you know, I mean, he, he said this. He said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. 
He said, the, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. So why would I tell you I'm hungry? You know, if we, when we begin to grasp that, when, when, when that just becomes alive on the inside of us, it changes, you, you, you don't begrudge anything. You do it because you can't help but do it because the love of God on the inside of you is compelling you to do it. Praise God. Praise God. This is why Jesus went to the cross. Because he is love, and love in him compelled him to do it. See, here's the thing. He was not willing to do without you. That's the situation because of Adam's fall. You know, because of Adam's fall, he was in a position that he could not have the kind of relationship with you that he wanted to have. And he wasn't willing to settle for that. Praise God. Then, when you said, Jesus, I choose you, then Jesus, by the, in the, the person of the Holy Spirit, moved on the inside of you. And so now, you may not realize it, but you are so full of love. Why? Because he's in you. He's in you. And he is love. Praise God. You are so full of love. See, sometimes when we're not conscious of something, you know, we, we don't act like something's true because we're not conscious of it. What happened? <laughs> Does that mean it's time to quit? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you see, Jesus' reason was love. I read this passage last week, or a couple of weeks ago. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 4. But God who is rich in mercy because, why is he merciful? Because of his great love. He is rich in mercy because of his great love. I mean, that, that just exploded on the inside of me a couple of weeks ago as I read that. God, who is rich in mercy, the reason he is rich in mercy is because of his great love. Now, I, I have tried to, you know, I've tried to be conscious of some things because the more I'm conscious of some things, the more my behavior begins to align with what I know was true. This is why I, I, I preach these things to you is so that you become conscious. You see, me preaching this doesn't make you any more full of love than you already are. But it makes you conscious of the fact that you are full of love. 
And the more conscious you are of it, the more your behavior begins to align with what you're conscious of. And it's not something you have to try to do. You know, I, I saw somebody on Facebook this morning posted something. I didn't comment because I, I don't make a habit of commenting on people's posts that I really don't know. You know, I, I, I don't, I just don't jump into the middle of things and start commenting. But somebody posted something. I don't know why I even continue to try. But what I wanted to, to comment Maybe if you posted that and you're watching me today, uh, you know, here's what I wanted to comment. But, you know, God hasn't, God didn't tell us try harder. He said, come to me, all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Trying harder. The only labor the Bible talks about us doing under the new covenant is labor to enter into his rest. Praise God. Labor to enter into his rest. In other words, put forth some effort to find out what his rest means to you so you can rest. Praise God. He's called you to rest. So I want everybody to say with me right now, say, I am so done with trying. Now, a lot of people have been wanting to say that, but, but I want you to realize I'm not saying it for the same reason, okay? I don't mean you just give up everything and just, you know, just throw all restraint to the wind and, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. They, they said, I'm, I am so, I, I am tired of trying to be a better person. I'm tired of trying to be a better person. So, so you can say this with me. Say, I am done with trying to be a better person. I'm ready to rest. I'm ready to rest in him. Because he lives through me. And when we begin to realize he lives through us, I don't have to try to love because love just starts flowing out of me. As I'm conscious of it, I'm not always conscious of it. I'm not trying to tell you I'm, I'm Mr. Always got it right and always got it together thing. I do know what I, you know, I, I do know how to do these things. I do know how to live this way. But, you know, the thing is, I am done with my self-effort. That's what I'm saying. I'm done with my self-effort because my self-effort got me nowhere. But his life in me flowing out of me has transformed me. Hallelujah. And if you will begin to realize that his life in you. Now, I'm talking to people who are believers. You're believers. I'm not talking about unbelievers. But it's easy to become a believer from an unbeliever. 
It's real easy. You, you can choose what you believe. Well, I just, I just can't believe that. Yes, you can. If you can't believe that, it's because you don't want to believe that. You can believe because you have the power to choose. Praise God. You have the power to choose, and you can choose to believe what I'm telling you today. You know, there are people who believe all kinds of dumb things, all kinds of stupid things. Why do they believe that? Because they choose to believe it. There, there's, you know, I mean, you take, there are people who believe things that are not true. So really, I mean, think about this. Is there any evidence for something that's not true? If it's not true, there's no evidence that it is, right? Okay? But they believe things that are not true, so they can believe things there's no evidence for because they choose to believe it. You can believe the good news that I'm telling you today if you choose to. If you choose to. So I choose to believe. Say it with me. Say, I choose to believe. Now, you need to eradicate from your vocabulary, I can't believe that. Just get, just get that out of your vocabulary. Now, you might not want to believe it. There are some things I don't want to believe. There's, I don't, I don't want to believe something that's not true. There's some things I, I, I don't want to believe, but I can if I want to. So say, I am a believer. Say it again. I am a believer. Now convincingly, I am a believer. And because I am a believer, I can believe the truth. I can believe the gospel. I choose to believe the gospel. It's the good news. If you believe in your worthless Choose a different line of thought. Choose a different belief. Choose a different one. Because you have the power to choose. So choose to believe you are created in the image and in the likeness of God and you are accepted in the beloved and you were worth the blood of Jesus being shed for you and God has never regretted one drop of blood that Jesus shed for you. And you have the power to believe that. You're a believer. The only thing the Bible says you can't believe is something you haven't heard. That's why we got to tell people. The Apostle Paul said, how can they believe in what they have not heard? You see, when we tell people, it empowers them to believe. Praise God. Now, believing may be difficult sometimes because of all the other stuff that is competing for their belief. But if they choose to believe it, they can. If they've heard it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing, I have a responsibility to make sure that if you come in here, that you hear. 
Praise God. And I'm going to make sure that what you hear is going to be something worth hearing. It'll transform your life. It'll change your life. I mean, I'm preaching life-changing stuff. Not because I'm a great preacher, but because the Bible, he already wrote it down for me. I can just say what he said, you know. I don't have to be the brightest bulb in the string, you know. All I got to do is know how to read, and I do. Praise God. And I have not even got to point one. Are, are we ready for point one? Or, or you say, we'll just go with the Holy Spirit today and let Him just, just do this and we'll get to point one next week. Praise God. You see, people have trouble believing things sometimes, but, but they can believe it. You can believe that God is for you. You can believe that He is madly in love with you. You can believe that He gave His Son, Jesus, to die on a cross for you and that He is not demanding anything from you. How does that make you feel to, you know, to know that you are not in debt? To, to know that you are not indebted to God. Dependent? Yes. Indebted? No. His love has been shed abroad in your heart. You see, here, here I, I will get to point number one, okay? 1 John chapter 4, verse 11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. He wasn't placing a demand. He was saying, if you understand that God loved you and that the love of God is in you, the love of God will be poured out of you. Where's it going to be poured out towards? It's going to be poured out towards one another. Praise God. And then he says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The King James Version, I believe, more accurately translates this than the New King James. He says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. In other words, I, because he is in me, 
I live by his faith. That's why you're able to believe whatever you choose to believe. Because his faith. It's his faith. Well, I just don't have enough faith. You have his faith. Is that not enough? Think, think about it. There's, here's another thing you need to eradicate from your vocabulary. I don't have enough faith. You have his faith. Is that not enough? Isn't that enough? Well, I don't have enough faith to, you know. You have his faith. And, and, and what did he say? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Praise God. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. His faith in his love. He had tremendous faith in his love. He had enough faith in his love that he believed when he was hanging on the cross, he, he, he looked down through time and saw you and he believed that you would believe. That's why he hung there. If he didn't believe you would have ever believed on him, he wouldn't have hung there for you. He hung there for you because he believed you would believe it. Why did he know that? Because he was going to put his faith in you. He was going to put himself, he was going to move on the inside of you to make sure you had enough faith. Let's say that again. I want you to get that. He moved on the inside of you to make sure you had enough faith. Praise God. You see, love is easy when you live by the faith of the one who loved you to death. Oh, I just love you to death. He loves you. He loved you to death. Praise God. I didn't love you to death. I love you, but I didn't love you to death. I haven't died because I loved you. You know, and uh, if you're banking on it, then, uh, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. I, I'd like to say that I would die for you, but uh, I'm not even sure of that. So, you know, but bank on this. See, love is easy when you live by the faith of the one who loved you to death. And he already proved that he would and did. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loved you to death. Say this, Jesus just loved me to death. His death. Hallelujah. Not yours, his death. Praise God. Praise God. And I've got to quit sometime. So how about now? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today. Father, I thank you. Mm. I am so thankful today. Father, thank you for 
taking my sin, taking it off of me and loading it onto Jesus, causing him to become sin, and then nailing him to the cross, burying him in the grave to dispose of my sin, and you raised him from the dead, victorious over sin. If you believe that, if you believe what I just said, just, just this moment, what I just said, that God took your sin, He took it off of you, loaded it onto Jesus, and then He became sin, and then He nailed Him who had become sin on the cross for you. If you believe that, you have never received Jesus as your Savior. You've never chosen to put your trust in Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer with me. In fact, I want to ask everyone to pray this. But if you pray this and you pray it for the first time and you believe this, then by God's Word says you will be saved. Hallelujah. Today's the day of salvation. There's not a better time. Not a better time. Tomorrow's not better. This moment, yesterday is not better because yesterday's gone. So don't regret what you didn't do yesterday. You have this moment right now. This is the best possible moment for you to receive Jesus as your Savior. So I want to ask everyone to just pray this together. Those of you watching online, if you'll pray this with us. Praise God. Say this. God in heaven... I am so thankful to know that you loved me and that you took my sin, loaded it onto Jesus. He became sin for me, and you nailed him to the cross to dispose of my sin. Then you raised him from the dead to new life, for my new life. And I trust my salvation to Jesus today. I choose Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. Thank you, Father, for what you did for me. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'm going to ask you to do just a couple of things for me. First of all, if you would subscribe to our podcast, rate it and review it, that would help us so much. And if you want to invest in Word of Life Church, you can do so by texting the numbers 84321 and searching Word of Life Church to get started. Or you can simply give from our app that you can download on the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store. Just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you so much once again, and remember that God is madly in love with you.